the beautifully summarized by the I don't think my dad's dead. Wherever he's We are at the top of page five in this uh, sheet here. We are in, we had just completed all of the seven prerequisites that one uh, must have in order for us to put our complete and utter faith and betachon in. Um, and now, at this point, the Chovos Levavo says as follows, If there's someone in whom all of these qualities are gathered together, he, they come together. He has all of them. Along with all that we mentioned earlier, and they say this refers to that which he mentions in the beginning, in the introduction, in the chapter, where um, that a Baruch who has the ability to sustain a person <clears throat> in all circumstances, protect him from all kinds of harm, and to provide his sustenance in nice and pleasant ways. That's what we said at the beginning in the, in the introduction. And in chapter one, we, um, the Chovos Levavos mentioned that he, he's good to keep his pledge to provide uh, his, us our sustenance and also to go beyond whatever he promised us to go above and beyond because the circumstances might change. So along with those two that he mentioned in the intro and in chapter one, these seven criteria come together in a, uh, in, 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 let's say, let's just say, a Kaddish Borahu, Nishlemu Tanoye Habitachumbo, then the conditions which are needed for Bitachon, in order for me to put my unreserved Bitachon in him, have been met completely. And it therefore, um, uh, one who knows this about him, and that I think part of the the effort of the Sefer is for us to, to know these things and to integrate these things. But one who knows this about him is now obligated to place his trust in him. So we have to ask ourselves the question, do I know these seven qualities to be true about a Kodesh Borohu? And that which was mentioned in the introduction and in the first chapter as well, do I know these things to be true? So it's, it's Kadai, of course, to think about these things and recognize how I know it to be true. Vishitanuach nafsholav, and confidently, so they all come together, you can confidently rely on him, bigiluyo ubenistaro, in his public conduct and in his private thoughts, belibo uva averov, in his heart, meaning the feelings in his heart, his thoughts, and in his limbs, and he should furthermore submit himself to this trusted entity, right? Allowing him to control all of his affairs. And to uh, willingly accept the decrees that of the one that he trusts in. So you can think about also in terms of human relationships, how much do I accept what, a, what another person who I should have trust in, whatever degree I should have trust in somebody, whether it's a parent or a teacher or a, a doctor or a professional or whoever I might have trust in, 
also, to the extent I should have trusted in him, I have to accept uh, their, their you know, decrees or whatever, wherever realm that they are to be trusted in. And furthermore, uh, to judge the one he trusts favorably in all his judgments and actions, meaning to firmly believe that they are all, in fact, to his benefit. So he, he mentions here um, that, that, that is brought out by one of the Mephorshim, uh, specifically the, if I can find it, the Lev, I think it's the Lev Ha'ari. Um, yes, that says, if you look at the, the Lushan of the Chavos Levavos, first he starts with knowing this in his mind in his thoughts. He should know this in his, in his mind, first to, to integrate this into his thinking. And then, um, and then also, then secondly, in his actions, in, that's what he refers to as, uh, in his limbs, and, and then he accepts, and he accepts upon himself, almost as if he is so he's thinking about it, he acts this out, and then he accepts whatever occurs in, in his life. Okay, this seems to be the, uh, the specific progression that the Chovos Lovavos is referring to. Ask a quick question. He used this language before about obligates. Yeah. So are they saying it means like, uh, it's like compelling, or they mean there's a moral like Torah obligation? So I don't. So I, the way I understood it, and I don't know, the way I understood it is that, that there's there's that it's compelling. That's how I understood it to mean, and that you can't say, it, although there is a mitzvah for betachon, right? And there might be a question as to where, what the source of that mitzvah is, but um, but it is somewhat left to the discretion of the person to whatever level or degree he gets to. But I think what he, I think what he's saying is, in fact, the way they translate it here is, I'll read the translation. In that case, reason dictates okay. that, that one who knows this about him is <clears throat> obligated to place his trust okay. in. So, and they have a similar translation before, and I, I wrote the words previously when he uses the word chayev, is how can I not? As a, yeah, yeah okay. an imper like a, 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 a more I don't know if it's a moral imperative yeah. or a logical imperative, but it's it's a Probably logical yeah. logical imperative. Yeah. All right. So now, now, so we've gone through the seven uh, prerequisites, and he says further. He says further. Um, he says further, Kasher nech nach kur al eila hashiva tenayim. Now, when we seek out these seven criteria, lo nimsa aim klal bibruim. We don't find them at all in human beings. Okay? Hmm. Um, and, and in fact, because um, if you look at any one of them, it's not, po- it's almost, it's humanly impossible to embody them to their fullest extent. So, which is what I mentioned before. It's not as if uh, there are entities or humans that have two of them but not, not seven or three and not seven, right? We don't really have any of them at the, at their pure, in their purest form. It can't be selfless. So I, that I'm not sure. Rabbi, how can you uh, deal with that issue of a person can be selfless? 
Uh, sorry. <laughs> Dodging the question. Every, everyone has uh, their own interest. They at some point have to. Right, but that, yeah. Sorry, sorry, finish that? Yeah, yeah. everyone yeah. has their own interest and they have to act on those so they can't be entirely dedicated to somebody else. Uh -huh. Yeah, so that, I think no one agree, uh, disagree that in any, in any complete sense we're not capable, but I understood that like even though I gain from doing things, Robert Green always said, my motivation can be, I can have a pure motivation to the degree, the to some degree. What's that? It's the results that are critical, not the motivation. Of being selfless? Yeah. You're saying? So you're doing, you know, doing some for the person that you're benefiting. Hmm? For the person who is benefiting from it, it's your actions, not. Right, so that person right, right. benefits, but, you know, and I may have the best of intention. Right. He may not right. benefit from what I'm doing. He may, may be right. helpful to him. Right. Uh, but, but you do, like, uh, you could, you've, I know you have, you've done for me, you've done things for my benefit, and I'm sure you had a good motive, so it just seems to me we, we're capable of some, but just right. not but all of Absolutely. Like right, we're absolutely. limited that, absolutely. as opposed to a show. Right, You could be exactly. hierarchically obligated to put your interests before someone else's. Yes, yeah, the Hayeka code meme, right. yeah. Right. right, right, right. Yeah, no, there's no comparison for sure, right. you know. I just was understood we're supposed to strive for being selfless. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so to to be debated, but the, but but what he's saying here is so to the way he explains here certainly the last uh, five no human being has supreme power, perfect insights into one's needs, dedicated care throughout one's existence, absolute control over one's affairs, and unlimited kindness. And the first two qualities, which he, you know, compassion, whatever the lesson he uses there, and attentiveness to one's needs, people can have, but they can't have completely. And he's quoting here the Pisre Lev and also... Oh, that's how he makes that distinction. The first two... You can have to a certain degree, but the last five, you can't have it at all. Period. Okay. Very good. So, um, and on the other hand, we find all of them in the Creator, may He be exalted. So, and He again says logic, He now says it here in the translation which is a, a perush, but he says logic therefore dictates that one should place his trust in Hashem and not in any human being. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, so now we had outlined the seven. Now we're going to see, so where do we see that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, aside from our logic, where do we see that a Kaddish Baruch Hu actually has these seven things? Shuhu mirachem al we know that Hashem has compassion for his creations. Hashem is merciful and gracious. Um, and it also says, another proof, And we find Hashem said to Yonah, I'm not going to take pity on Ninveh, or am I not going to take pity on Ninveh, this great city, he says. So even though the people of Ninveh were not such a great uh, group entirely, right? Um, Hashem says, I'm, am I not going to have pity on them? Right? So he, he does have pity where perhaps uh, it's, not uh, it's not deserving. Exactly. And furthermore, it says, 
uh, and if, it's funny, Rabbi Wegbright mentioned this exact pasik, v'she'enu misalem. This is the exact pasik. It might have been on the exact point. He says, and also he doesn't divert his attention from people's needs. Kamosh kosov hine lo yonun v'lo yishon shoyme Yisrael. Hashem does not slumber nor sleep. The guardian of Israel. He looks after our needs day and night. There's no sleeping. The shehu chacham. And it is well known that Hashem is wise, meaning to say he has an insight into all of our needs, which is the third and also the, uh, he'll bring up the third and the fourth uh, here, velo yinutzach, and he is all-powerful and can't be foiled into carrying out his, meaning to not carrying out our wishes, uh, which is the third, third the, 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 that he's wise, I think, was the fourth, and that, that, he, that he can't be prevented from carrying out as the third. It says, he is wise of heart and immensely strong. Whoever opposes him and re- whoever opposed him and remained whole, question mark. And not only does Hashem overpower anybody who opposes him, uh, but nobody has any strength unless the Kaddish Baruch gives it to him. Because it says, yours, Hashem, is the great... You, Hashem, have all the greatness, the strength, the splendor, the triumph, and the glory, etc. He is the source of the power in the first place. Of any power that you see operating in the universe... Anything moving in the universe is a Kaddish Baruch who's supplying it with power. Right? And Hashem also, it says, your God is in your midst, the mighty one who will save. So his uh, boundless power for the benefit of others is, is what they say is the riot there. The fifth quality, we say, and also we see that Hashem is one alone who has management of a person's affairs from the beginning of his life to the end. We see in, the, in his womb, it's in the womb, it says, It says, is he not your father, your master? Has he not created you and firmed you? Uh, I relied on you from the womb. You withdrew me from the innards of my mother. And then it says, It says, Behold, you poured me out like milk and curled me like cheese. And the rest of the passage, which will explain Bezaz Hashem manana. Yashukoya. Almost done with the second chapter.